welcome back to Bella's Comet Episode 8. Or should we say Hell's Crater Episode 2. <laughs> We're picking up where we left off. Uh, and the marshals showed up just in time to blow their horn, pull aggro, and run the Hellmyth stragglers out of town. Once the danger had passed, they sent riders through Hell's Crater, calling everyone to the center of town for a meeting. Everyone was required to attend, and the marshals made sure to herd everyone in around a central stage that had been hastily erected. It's dark, but torches have been set up, casting the whole scene in an eerie light. Now, the leader of the marshals, Cedric Darrow, is a blustery man. Sure, he and his men can be helpful when hunting down some outlaws or... Oh heck, when a horde of Hellmints decide to invade, but honestly, the man is insufferable. He styles himself as some sort of militant leader of all, and most people don't try to challenge him. Darrow waits for you all to gather around and then lets out another blast of his horn, silencing everyone. Now, you folks are pretty lucky that me and mine showed up in time to save your little slice of heaven. I'll cut right to the chase. There's a lot of people who didn't make it during that fight, and most unfortunately, your sheriff, Harry Mills, is dead. But the man had it together, and he left instructions on his desk before he made his way out into the fray. And I'm gonna read those wishes to you all right now. <coughs> Shuffles paper. Uh, doesn't look like he's really great at reading, but he squints a little bit. These are the final wishes of Sheriff Harry Mills in regards to my position here in the crater. There is no time to officially name my successor, and so I'll write it here, though I know there may be some debate to come. My wish is for Griffiths Lark to succeed me as Sheriff in Hell's Crater. She's got a good head on her shoulders and a nose for the work. If she agrees to this position, and I hope she will, she'll find everything she needs to take over in the safe in my office. Her first order of business will be determining the combination for that safe, and if she's as good at her work as I think she is, she already knows the answer. Signed, Harry James Mills. And he tucks the paper in his pocket, and he's, Griffiths Lark! Griffiths Lark? You come forward? <laughs> Is she dead too? Griffiths Lark. Uh, no, no, I'm not. God knows wish I was, but no, I'm not dead. Well, come on up. She just scowls <laughs> as she walks up. Xavier's just grinning, just ear to ear at this information, <laughs> just like, oh, how the turns have tabled. <laughs> Uh, while this is happening, uh, I would like all three of you to roll me notice checks. Okay. Notice. 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 Best is a three. Okay. Best is a five. Four. All right. So... Xavier, you are finding this moment hilarious. You don't really notice a lot around. You're just watching Griffiths and her reaction and just tickled by it. <laughs> Griffiths, as you're walking up, you're focusing on, uh, on Cedric. And 
you see a look on his face that tells you that he doesn't think much of you. You've never met him before. You've heard of him. Uh, and you know that he's an ass, for lack of a better word. Uh, and you can tell he's sizing you up. And uh, maybe if he underestimates you, this could work in your favor. Um, and you, Io, you're spending more time looking around in the crowd. And you catch sight of a couple people who are looking at Griffiths. And they have a strange look on their face. It's not one of like, oh, okay, or one of like, oh, really? They're just staring at her in an odd way. Okay, I would look over to Xavier just real quick and point out the people I'm looking at. And I'm going to tell him, I have a strange feeling about those people in particular. They seem to be eyeballing Griffiths with a certain sort of demeanor that is not common to people. You got a strange feeling about everybody there, Preacher. Yes, but my strange feelings are usually correct because they are based on statistics. I would kind of like roll my eyes, but take a look at the people he's looking at. Yeah, I mean, they they are looking at her kind of strange. It could be that they, they're feeling shell-shocked. It could be that, you know, they've just lost people. It could be that something else i don't know you're not sure it's just they they do look a little very blank vacant stares uncommon yeah um well i, I will say right now that's about as much as you're going to get from this information cool. they're just looking kind of blank kind of vacant um i will keep my one yeah. eye on them <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> as noted earlier i wear an eye patch <laughs> And, uh, Griffiths, as you get to, you step up the rickety steps onto this stage, uh, Cedric looks over at you and says, Well, do you accept this nomination? Um, whenever Griffiths noticed the ways, the way that he's looking at her, uh, she just, the scowl turns into the smirk. It's very like, alright, it's this kind of game. Okay. It very like puffs her chest out a little bit and kind of rolls her shoulders back. And, Why, yes, I do. <laughs> All right, well then, make your case to the crowd. Griffiths kind of turns and looks at everybody and goes, "I know. Look, this is just as much of a shock to me as it is all to you all. Um, but I'm not gonna sit here and stand. I'm not gonna stand here and bore you with some." wackadoo speech after we just lost a bunch of people. So why don't we all go home, hold our families, grieve the ones we've lost, and maybe be back on a happier day. Griffiths, I would like for you to roll me persuasion. This is gonna be awful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear it. Highest is a two. All right, uh, you see a lot of people in the crowd start to like nod and even a couple of people who are on the outside turn around like, oh, I guess we're going home and Cedric's like, ah, oh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I understand it's a sad day. I lost a couple men too, but we got to follow protocol. I can't leave y'all tomorrow with no sheriff in town. So 
we gotta vote. And the choices are Griffiths here, or I'm gonna leave one of my men in charge. What, 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 what would me and Xavier know about this gentleman and his merry men? Uh, roll me common no. Cool. I'm going to vote. I want to be informed. Six. On uh, a six. also a six. On a six. All right, so was that on your wild die or was it your regular roll? My regular roll was a six. So if you, if you roll... The max oh, amount on your dice that's on reroll, right. that's an ace, so you re-roll. And you when you add it, roll again, and you add it to the dice. I got another six. Dang, man. And then a Keep two. Alright. What did you end up with total? Fourteen. And you, Xavier? Uh ended up with a six and a five total. Alright. Both of you. Uh I mean, it makes sense, right? Xavier knows a lot about this guy. He's probably been hunted by this guy before. Don't trust no law, man. I, you, uh, you pay attention to the people around you, what they're talking about. You're a robot. You don't forget things. Uh, you know that Cedric Darrow is... He's an enforcer. Uh, but he's in it for the glory, right? He wants to be that guy riding in on the back of his horse with a bugle shooting helmets in the forehead and just keep on going. He doesn't care how many men he loses because he knows he can recruit more because everybody wants to ride in his posse. Weird follow-up question. Since since Io's been in the town and he's the marshal, would I know how punctual he is to emergencies? Because he came to this one kind of late. Yeah, so you would know that he and his men generally spend their time roving around. So when Bella's Comet started to break apart, the city itself also started to scatter. And rather than being one large united city, it's now kind of separated out into different communities that have spread out even further out beyond where Comet's Edge was. Um, and so he and his men are generally the ones in charge of maintaining what is sort of thought of as roadways between mm. these separate little groups um and he does an okay job of that but again he's uh he's not a kind man his men aren't kind men uh they'll do whatever they need to to enforce the peace cool yeah with that in mind io and xavier are you doing anything in this moment Well, I don't want to get caught, because I do have a pretty high bounty on my head. <laughs> Fair. But, should push come to shove, I would not want one of that rat bastard's men in charge. And, lawbringer or not, Sheriff did want little Blackbird up there to take his place. That would be where my vote would lie, were I a vocal sort of person about this. So, uh, preacher, you vote for the uh, you vote for the uh, blackbird there, and we'll be good to go. Oh, you are giving me an instruction. Yes, please make sure that none of his goons end up in charge. This is acceptable. I also disagree with their procedures and politics. Although Griffiths did offer to assist me with my search for the Astronomicon, 
Would being sheriff be a hindrance or a benefit in the situation, do you think? As long as none of his men are in charge, I'll be a happy camper. That did not answer my question. She can do whatever the hell she wants. I ain't the boss of her. Hmm. It seems that my motives are not impacting your motives. I will really have to follow the most sensible outcome. I will vote for Griffiths. Are you doing anything to try to persuade the craft? I am a preacher. I guess I could try. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. Ooh, I got a four on a four. So I'll just keep, I'll All just right. keep fucking go. A seven total on my regular die. All right. What do you want to say to the people in the crowd? And are you looking for your followers in particular and trying to talk to them? Or are you speaking to everybody? I'm going to go the everybody route because that's what I'm programmed to do is to seek out everyone I possibly can to get them on board with this mission statement about whatever the hell it was Javaya wanted. And um, <laughs> I, I, I do the preacher thing where I stand upon a box I find. Uh, <laughs> holding a book. Just everywhere in the Old West. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm holding a book. I'm outstretching my arm. And I am saying, good people of Hell's Crater, I believe it prudent for us to vote for Griffiths Lark. The Marshal has been impunctual in his ability to save and rescue. Griffiths has worked with the Sheriff previously and was instrumental in vanquishing the beast that befell us today. I personally and deeply believe that Griffiths Lark is the person to protect this city from further danger and will not be accountable to the Marshal if elected. Griffiths will follow their own conscience with no bias, no strings, and no higher power. All right. You see some of the people in the crowd are shaking their heads and others, uh, probably some of the ones that don't want you in town anyway, Aya, or just sort of rolling their eyes and whatever. And uh, Cedric raises his hand and says, all right, now it's up to you who y'all want running this town. Do you want one of my men who are battle tested, ready to go, know what needs to be done, or this woman over here who, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like... I, she's not even a cop. What's she doing? That was a strange way to remind us that she has a gender. What would that have to do with anything? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he rolled a one. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> even the robot thought that was odd. It was. <laughs> we uh, may be the right. Old West, but we take gender identity very seriously here. We take it very seriously. We're a thousand years uh -huh. in the future. <laughs> after, after Cedric says what he says, Griffiths is kind of looking at him just smirk and roll her shoulders back and do a, a square up and go, you know, I might not be the talking type, Marshal, but it seems like neither are you. And, if I may say so, where were you when the town was being ripped apart? But merely right there at the end after it had been mostly taken care of. He looks over to you and he's like, wow, I Let's just have a vote. Let's just have a vote. And uh, you all say, he's like, all in favor of one of my men. And it's like, crickets. There's like, 
not a single person other than his own men who shouldn't be voting because they don't live here are like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, boss. And uh, he's like, and for Griffiths. And the crowd's like. <laughs> and he's like, all right, whatever. And he gets in his pocket and he tosses a set of keys at you. Griffiths. She's going to catch him and look at him. Now, with the utmost respect, Marshall, don't you have somewhere else to be? Well, actually, I have one more thing I've got to take care of, if you would please uh, take your space back in the crowd. What that might, might, what might that be? I mean, I am sheriff of this town now, after all. <laughs> all right, you know what, sheriff? I'll let you uh, take part in the celebration. Just stand over here a little bit. Uh, boys, bring her up. And uh, you see, uh, dragging from behind the staging area, two more of his men. Between them, there's a woman. And they're dragging her up the steps. Her head's kind of hung really low. Her hair is hanging down over her face. You can't really see her yet. Xavier, you already recognize this woman. It is the woman who came up to you in the bar and offered you money to run Io out of town. That temptation to reach for my gun is high, but I am not a fool. All right. And uh, Cedric says, now this woman, Esther Bowles, was seen helping some of these worm brains escape from town through her own property. Do you deny these charges? And at that, you see Esther move for the first time. And she just looks up through like the greasy strands of her hair uh, and she smirks a little bit and she says no why would I deny it my part is done and Cedric says speak some sense woman we have no time for this why did you help them if you're not one of them why did they come here in force what were the worms looking for and at that Esther's eyes go wide and you can tell by the expressions that her face is giving in this moment that she's not infected the infected don't I mean they can speak in a way and they can emote in a way but there's something all too human about her in this moment and she just starts to laugh in this very strange resonating way <laughs> We'll cast the book in the fire. The comet will return. We'll take our place among the stars. The first brought prosperity, the second brought hell, and the last will bring salvation. This world will fall, but we, the children of Ada, will be saved. You'll see. And at that, Cedric's like, she's crazy. String her up. And you see a bunch of his men lift up this makeshift gallows that they've made. The rope swings down. They're going to hang her. It's up to you all if you want to intervene. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
watching watching the facial expressions in this moment has uh -huh. been so good. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, I think I'm gonna intervene. Yeah, I'm gonna follow Swindy's lead. <laughs> What are you gonna say? <laughs> hold on, hold on. So, hang on. Before we start hanging here, you're telling me that she was helping them out of her property. Yes, she was. Uh, from what I understand, some of her neighbors saw her open the gate. She was ushering them out. She wasn't stopping them. And as far as we know. They took us a, a hostage. She let them go. Okay. Hear my words. We got off on the wrong foot, but I need you to hear me now. She's the only one who knows where those hostages are right now. She's the only one who could tell us why she was doing what she was doing. Sure, but she's not coherent. She's not going to tell us. And the people want retribution! And people are like, yeah! Woo! And the people will get their retribution, I promise. But if we want to save lives, we've got to figure it out. Right now she's not coherent? No. I'm assuming I'll probably beat the shit out of her. I wouldn't be coherent. He said, uh, roll me a persuasion check. A three? Mm-hmm. He says... I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna let somebody like this get away with something like that. And you see that he snaps his fingers and the two men stand her up and walk her up onto the platform and start putting the rope around her neck and tightening it a little bit. Can I fire my pistol in the air? Io speaks up. <laughs> my god! <laughs> Hell yeah. Guns are louder than your voice, boy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Alright. The shot rings out. Io, you have the floor. Trial. She has not had a proper trial. These are serious accusations and we need a proper trial. <laughs> Your very own protocol demands so. He's squinting and looking out over the crowd at you. Ah, you that um, robot preacher man that I've heard of. Pleasure, sir. Preacher Icarus Olber is for you. She demands a proper trial as per your protocols. <laughs> and so you see Esther standing there. The noose is on her neck. It's tightened a little bit. And she was just staring. She had that same deranged smile on her face, but just staring vacantly out at the crowd. And at the moment, whenever Cedric says, robot preacher man, her gaze snaps down to Io. So Io, as I mentioned previously, wears an eye patch because he's missing one eye. He's he's missing one eye because whenever he gets an inkling or some kind of prompting that pulls him towards his programmed mission, it glows red behind it. So I would imagine that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Because and she said she... book! <laughs> yeah, she, uh... She looks out at you, Io, and she says, You seek what I seek, Javayan. I believe you have me confused for another ma'am. I am Icarus Olbers. I don't. 
And now the crowd is starting to like, it's getting louder. And you can actually make me, is there like a... Mm. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Roll against angry mob. <laughs> <laughs> make me a survival check, Io. Okay. Mm, a stat I don't have. Amazing. Ta. Four. Okay, cool. And then a one. So five on my regular dice. All right. And five on my wild dice. <laughs> All right. All right. So you're getting jostled around by this crowd a little bit. The crowd's getting louder. Half of them are saying, like, she should have a trial. We need to know what's going on with her. The other half's like, kill her. It's her fault that this happened. She probably let them in. She told them when to attack. Blah, blah. Right? And the only word you hear Esther say out of the next sentence she says is Astronomicon. Uh, I turn to Xavier and I go, the mission. She must live, Xavier. We have to get the information from her, or it may be lost forever. Information's one thing, preacher man. I want revenge. She says that these things are gonna go after that book. That is the inclination, it would seem. We need to know where they are heading. We need to kill that cult before it even gets close. Is what we need to do, preacher. I'm with you. What do we do in this situation? I am not programmed for information extraction in violent manners. <laughs> oh. Luckily for you, that is my specialty. In this moment, Cedric turns to you, Griffiths, and it's getting loud. So he's shouting over the crowd. I mean, who, and they're starting. It's almost like, uh, like a rowdy concert situation now. People are getting shoved up against the stage in the front. And he's saying to you, well, you got what you wanted. It's out of control. What should we do now? You're the sheriff. Okay. Griffiths is going to fire a gun into the air to get the crowd to stop. All right. And let out a loud whistle. <clears throat> All right. Listen up. That's enough. We do have protocol here. We're not some wild, crazy, whatever this is happening. We do have protocol. Preacher man's right. She does deserve a trial. However... I'll give you three days. Give me three days to get her a trial and extract what's happening, and then I will let y'all stone her yourselves. The crowd seems sort of sated with that. And uh, one of the people in the front, you'd recognize him as a town elder. He pipes up and he's like, what do we do in the meantime? Go home. Go rebuild. Go hold your families dear, and like I said, grieve the ones you've lost. We have a lot of work to do in this town to rebuild it. And it all starts with you guys. He nods. And he kinda, he gives you a wink. He turns around, and he's like, You heard the sheriff. Everybody go home. And people start dispersing at that point. There are a couple who stay to mill about to see what happens. Uh... Cedric looks over at you and says, All right. Well, what are we going to do with her in the meantime? We got jail cells. Throw her in one. As you wish, Sheriff. 
and uh, he and his men take the noose off of her, start to drag her back across town towards the holding cells. You see that they kind of, she's cuffed and they wrap some rope around her manacles, attach it to one of the horse's saddles and basically drag her at a slow trot back through town, just enough that she can stay on her feet uh, back to the jail. That seems like cruelty for cruelty's sake. <laughs> you don't get out much, do you, preacher? Depends what you mean by out. You ain't no fun. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm an educator. All right. <clears throat> um, I would like to kind of blend into the crowd and just kind of walk my way to the jail cells without trying to get noticed by the uh, the marshals. All right. And uh, what are the two of you doing? I'm going to Griffiths. <laughs> Griffiths just kind of standing there for a second. Yeah, Griffiths, you watch as people are heading out. Some of them are now, you know, excitedly talking about the hanging that's coming in three days. And some of them are talking about, you know, what the hell's an Astronomicon? Like, you know. The, all this over a book you hear some other people who are talking about like you know if there's so many helmets like are there more like are they going to come back um and you kind of glance over your shoulder because they just left this hastily erected gallows there and uh in this like flickering torchlight the wind's blowing the the noose around it's it's a little eerie makes you feel not right inside sheriff Yes, I'll. I am concerned. I think we're all a little concerned at this point, but I have a feeling yours are a little more specific. I have not been fully honest with my intent. Okay. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk about that intent here, and we should wait. Agreed. Can you meet with me in the chapel? Sure. Let me go deal with this new sheriff role bullshit, and I'll meet you in the chapel. I can't imagine your new role is that difficult. In all honesty, the previous sheriff was not very observant. Well, it's difficult whenever your first order is to stop a crazy woman from getting hanged. Fair enough. I have not had to deal with that experience until today either. Yep, usually I'm the one bringing him in, so... And Griffiths is gonna kind of trot herself off to the jailhouse. Uh, Xavier, you get there just after Esther is taken in, but before Griffiths gets there. What's your first order of business when you arrive? Well, since she's in the, in the cell right now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my first order of business in, is interrogation. All right. You, I would kinda, you just walking in the front door to go talk to her? How are you getting past that, the guards? The, are there guards? Shoot. The, she is definitely guarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are two of Cedric's trusted men guarding her. That's a shame. <laughs> is there a back entrance? There is a back door, yeah. I would kind of sneak my way to the back, see if I can get in that way. Alright. Roll me stealth. 
Hey, I'm actually kind of good at that. It's not. <laughs> Highest is a three. All right. Uh, you go to test the back door, and it is locked. There's nobody guarding it, but the door is locked. How strong are the hinges on the door? Do they look rusty? They do look rusty. If I yank really hard on the door. <laughs> Listen, you have a good shot. You could probably bust the hinges on this door if you yanked one or two times really hard, but it's going to be loud. Hmm. Any windows? There are windows, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I have Ruthless as a minor hindrance. That door's gotta come off. Alright. So, how are you approaching this? Just brute strength ripping the door off? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yanking the door straight off its hinges. Roll me athletics. <laughs> now, remind me, I'm adding my bonus dice to the main dice. No, or, so you oh, roll... Oh, it's the highest of the two. Got yeah, it. it's the higher of the two. Got it. Seven, then. All right. You grab a hold of this door, and with one swift yank, you bust the hinges free, and the whole door comes off. There's this loud creaking, like, crunch noise of, like, rust and corrosion breaking apart. Uh, you carefully lay the door down to the side, <laughs> but from inside you do hear somebody say what the hell was that <laughs> well that's gonna be the last thing they say if they have any uh if they have any brains in their head if they want to stay out <laughs> you just walk in i'm just walking right in all right you walk in you start heading down the back hallway which is close to the jail cells which you would know xavier because i imagine you've probably spent some time in these jail cells before couple nights <laughs> and coming around the corner you see not one of Cedric's posse but one of the uh, deputies that used to work under Henry Mills and he comes around the corner and he's like what what the hell happened to the door who are you I'm here on, I'm here on business boy don't get involved what do you mean you're here on business I know you you're gonna wish you hadn't in a moment. Now get out of my way, boy! <laughs> Roll me intimidation. I have it now. <laughs> I know. I'm very excited for you. Six out of six. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid died of a heart attack. <laughs> and then a three, so nine total. He looks at you and he's like, I, I can't, I can't let you go through here. If there's. Cedric's men are in there. What? I would get really close to his face and ask him, <laughs> why not? Because it's my job to make sure people don't go through this hallway. I would kind of like point my gun like really close to his chest and say, if you want to keep that job, I think you'd best step out of my way. I'm gonna get fired, man. 
<laughs> What's worse, getting fired from your job or getting fired upon? He, uh... He looks at you, a little sweat starts dripping down his forehead. <laughs> he's just like, I didn't see you. I was in the shitter when this happened. And he's going to just turn around and walk away. And nod my cap to him. Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you head down the hallway, you hang a right, and you know up ahead is where the cells are, and this guy just told you that her cell is being guarded by two of Cedric's men. Two of them versus one of me? Hell of a disadvantage on them. Alright, so, before you go barging into there, Griffiths, you arrive at the barracks, sheriff's station, <laughs> I don't know, police station, whatever we want to call this. You arrive there. Um, what, how, what are you doing? Besides a really big sigh. Um... <laughs> I'm actually going to go walk to the cell. Um, I know there's some damn fucking safe, but I gotta go see where they put her. And so that's where she's headed. Okay. Griffiths, as you're coming in, uh, going out, you see that deputy. He has uh, like a like a newspaper with him rolled up under his arm. He's like doing like a squat walk out really fast and like accidentally shoulder bumps into you. He's like, oh, I was like, oh my God. Sheriff. Sheriff. <laughs> yes. That, that crazy guy broke in the back door. Darling, you're gonna have to be more spe specific than crazy guy. That crazy outlaw, Xavier. He broke in the back door. He was gonna shoot me. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, you know, I'm not that. I'm not that fast. You know, my gu my gun gets stuck in the, the holster. I. It's all right. He would have right. shot me dead. I just. He yes, yes he would have. It's all right. I just left. It's all right. I think he's. I think he's gonna kill somebody. I if he's here, you're probably right. But he's not gonna kill you. Don't even worry about it. I didn't see nothing. I didn't see you. Okay, and he like walks past you. At that moment, Xavier, what are you doing when you <laughs> walk through the door <laughs> into the cells? So there's two of them, and there's one of me. Uh huh. This is gonna be a fist fight if they don't get out of my way, <laughs> or worse. Okay. Because okay. I need me some information. I need it fast. Okay, you're just walking into the room. Yeah. Okay, as you head into the room, the two men stand up and they're like. Uh, well, the one's like, hey, uh, what? You're not supposed to be in here. Come on, get out. Last I checked, neither are you, bright eyes. I'm absolutely supposed to be here. Cedric left me here until the trial starts now. Unless you want to find yourself in a cell next to her, you can turn around and head back out. <laughs> Cedric ain't sheriff, last I checked. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, last I checked... The sheriff and Cedric are on the same team right now, and they both want her in this cell, which means you get this last warning, and then we're going to put you in the cell next to her. Oh, trust me. I don't want her to leave that cell. I just want a few bullet holes in her first. 
<laughs> now, either you're gonna join her with some holes in your chest, or you're gonna get out my way. Alright, and with that, the two of them are going to step forward and rush you and try <laughs> to, uh, you know, disarm you. So, uh, this is what I need. Okay, first of all, uh, let's draw some cards. Alright, so they are going to go first. Uh, the first one, the one who's been doing all the talking, is going to try to grab a hold of you. He can try. That is an ace. That is an 11. Okay, maybe he's good at trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, he grabs a hold of you. The second guy has a pair of manacles. He's gonna try to snap them on your wrist. Uh, he fails, however. So, <laughs> it is your turn. You have you have one person who's trying to hold you down. So you're going to have a minus two to whatever you do next because you are hindered. Um, can I headbutt this guy? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Actually, no. Hang on. I have a funny eruption. Can I bite him? Yes. I do have bite as an attack. You can. You can absolutely bite. <laughs> absolutely how how bite biting him. works is it, is it counts as a grapple, according to what I'm reading here. And if I... If I if I succeed, it is a strength plus a d6 for damage. Okay. So I'm just gonna roll for my attack, which if I'm right is basically just my strength plus a d6. Am I right in that? Yes. Uh, highest is a five. That is his toughness. Yes. So you do it. <laughs> yeah. You bite him. Go ahead and ah. roll. Strength plus D6 for damage. That's a 10 for damage. So not only is he shaken, he takes a wound, which, conveniently enough, is a bite wound. <laughs> so, uh, a big chunk of his shoulder gone. Griffiths, it's your turn. You hear a blood-curdling scream come from where the cells are in the back. I swear to the good god of whatever they are above shit. Just walks to the back. <laughs> uh, yeah, you. we'll say you use your turn to get to the back. Uh, and when you come in, this is what you see. You see a man who was trying to hold on to Xavier. Xavier is biting into his shoulder. There's blood streaming down this guy's arm. The other guy is struggling with a pair of handcuffs that he's trying to put on Xavier's hands and is not doing a good job. It's their turn again. The guy who was grappling you is going to try to maintain his grapple, but... Good yeah. luck. <laughs> He fails to do so. Uh, and he starts screaming at the other guy, just just shoot him or something. He's gone crazy. He's biting me. So the guy pulls out a gun and is going to try to shoot you. My God. Now. <laughs> and miss horribly. <gasps> so Let's go. It's, uh, it's your turn. This is the closer I've ever come to playing like a berserker type, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> Um, I want to try to knock out the first guy. Um, we just gotta go for a blow to the head. 
Try All to right. Get him off his off his feet here. Do it. Uh, so same thing. It'd be strength plus my lucky dice. Lads, that is a seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll that. Uh, good, good damage. So it's a strength plus a d4 when I'm hitting with my fists because I have the brawler edge. It's four. That's fine. All right. All right. You hit him. Crack. Right in his head. And uh, he staggers back. He's knocked out. He's not knocked out, but he does lose his grapple on you. Griffiths, it is your turn. So... <laughs> Griffiths just kind of, kind of shout, "Hey, what in the hell? What? Uh, mm. All right, put your guns away before I lock every single one of y'all up." For the record, ma'am, I never had mine out. <laughs> I let him go. Um, the you stop using your teeth. <laughs> I just like lick the blood off my teeth. <laughs> Uh, the guy who got his gun out holsters his weapon. The other guy, uh, takes another step away from Xavier and says, Ma'am, this person is crazy and needs to find his way into a cell right next to the other crazy because we can't have this going on. Y'all can't have shit. Shut up. <laughs> who started it? Uh, he did. He just came. We're supposed to be guarding this cell until you or Cedric came back, and then he just walked his happy ass in here and started biting people. Who started the fight? They're both like. He did. And Xavier, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> in fairness, ma'am, they charged me first. I retaliated. I asked them to simply get out of my way. They did not oblige me. Is that true? Well, yeah, he he told us to get out of the way, but we're supposed to be here guarding this cell. We couldn't just let him come in. He said he was going to shoot her. What? And I understand. I understand why you're here, and I understand the marshal gave you a job, but let me remind you something. This is not the marshal's town. One and two, I don't take kindly to liars. We're not, we're not lying. He just walked in here, and he said he was going to shoot her. Uh-huh. And y'all told me he started the fight. That he walked in and just started the fight. When that's not what happened now, is it? We didn't start the fight immediately. We told him to turn around and leave, and then he started fighting us. <laughs> but y'all started the actual fight. <laughs> we were just trying we were trying to keep him from coming here and shooting her. We were just going to put him in a cell and let you sort it out when you showed up. Okay, well I'm sorting it out right now and I'm here, which means y'all can get. You know what? Fine. Fine. You don't want our help? We'll leave. Let's go, Roscoe. <laughs> Two of them just start leaving. Just kind of hiss at them as they walk by. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was struggling with the manacles and stuff, like, kind of like, like, jumps away real fast, like, the hell is that? I don't know. And he just keeps walking away. Alright, the two of you are back together. Sheriff. <laughs> what in the hell are you doing? 
This is the part of the show where you try to manacle me now, isn't it? I just kind of hold my wrists up for her. No! <laughs> Why? This is the part of the show where you tell me what the hell you're doing back here. I... I ain't told you to come here. I don't answer to you nor yours. Now, I have my own prerogatives for being here. She owes me answers. More than anybody else in this damn town. Okay, tell me why. She paid me to get Io out of town. Now, there's a few other things that don't make sense. Now, we already know she said she's got a posse. Some cult of Ida, Ada, something like that. And if those things, whatever they may be, are after the Astronomicon, they need to go down. Right quick. Alright. So, two things. Uh, apparently the preacher man hadn't been exactly truthful either. Don't doubt it. Nobody in this town is. Well, no, but... And secondly... Don't think I didn't notice that little look when we were talking to the preacher man the first time around. How do you what are, what are you all wrapped up in this about? Prefer not to say. All right. Then as far as I know, as far as I'm concerned from what you're telling me, we all want answers. We all want to figure out what the hell's going on. Is there just because she paid you doesn't give you any more right than anybody else. Would there be something that I could do to check for loyalty? Like, I, I really want to trust Griffiths in this moment. I really do. But it's very hard. <laughs> Roll a straight spirit roll. Okay. Two fives. All right. Uh, Griffiths, I'll have you answer that question. How loyal, how, how trustworthy... Should Xavier find Griffiths in this moment? Very. From the information that has been given to Griffiths, she is being as truthful and as honest as she can be. Well, he would recognize that look in your eye. And, uh, he just gets real close to you, like, you can smell the blood on his teeth after that guy just got a caught. <laughs> Someone very important to me could die if this woman is let to roam free. And I cannot have that happen. She's not going to. I gave three days before we started stoning and hanging. I'll make sure she's dead. But the rest of this town also wants just as much retribution as you do, and I can't blame them, but we do need answers. I do agree. Then you and I are on the same page. When I was on the same page. Now, you're a bit more level-headed than I am at the moment, I will admit. I'll let you start if you want. But I am going to finish this, one way or another. Not with a gun, you ain't. Don't need it. And I'll take them if I have to. Don't need it. Well, I'll break your teeth if I got two, too. We're not dealing with teeth. <laughs> I like you, lawman. Let's keep it that way. Oh, God, don't call me law nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here. Um, after we do this, 
We got to go talk to the preacher, man. I told him I'd go meet him at the church. The last thing I want him doing is walking in on this interrogation that we both know is probably going to get real bloody real fast. I reckon it already has, but you go right ahead. Bella's comment will resume after these messages. Hey, everybody. My name is Jeff, and I run the Big Campaign Stories podcast. Our story focuses on four people working at a repo company, trying to keep afloat among a corporate dystopia and crushing debt. The world is one that we have been playing in and working on for a long time. The current homebrew setting is played with Pathfinder 1st Edition rules, but with more of a modern feel to it. Think something like Blade Runner or Snow Crash, but with magic. Uh, we try to release every Thursday, and when we cannot, we come up with small side episodes focusing on each character to help expand the world and lore. So, if you like greasy breakfasts, people trying to pay bills, and the occasional Lovecraftian monster, give us a listen. Alright, thanks. My name is Nick Perrin, and I'm an actor, writer, and game master. And on Tabletop, I talk with an expert game master every week to find out the best ways to run amazing games and tell epic stories. Looking to start DMing? Or maybe you've been a game master for a long time and want to spice up your table? Then this podcast is for you. Tabletop is released on Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. We now return to Bella's Comet. Io. Yeah. You went back to your chapel, and uh, it's been a bit. It's taken Griffiths a while to show up. What are you up to? What are you doing? I am doing the equivalent of asking God for answers that an android can have when he was built to channel a certain historical figure that existed 500 years ago. So, Io's Chapel, as we mentioned before, has a whole collection of books giving as much information about Divine Eclipse as possible, but of course there are gaps in that information, so he's kind of just like sitting in his office staring at a wall with his eye closed trying to go through his memory banks trying to find anything from his programming from the cultists something that can give him a hint as to what's happening here because for as long as Io can remember he's been acting you know basically on faith that there is a mission I have to fulfill and that is what I am alive to do. And all of a sudden there's this element of not knowing what to do, what this woman means in his life, what Griffiths and Xavier mean, all this other stuff. He's been flying solo for so long, just trying to be like, hey, there's this guy and there's a book and I gotta find it and I gotta get people to understand and help me do that. That's why I started the churches, that's why I talk about the, the teachings of Javian Eclipse, and now he's at this crossroads where he's like, I do not know who this man is. So as you're sitting there, praying for guidance, having this moment of identity crisis, you hear the door open to your chapel, assuming you didn't lock it. I'm assuming you left it open for Griffiths. Mm, sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Uh... And walking in, 
you see a tallish figure, probably close to six feet tall. They're wearing a long leather coat that's buttoned up like the whole way up to the neck and the like down like past their knees. Uh, and they have a hat on and they're wearing a white mask. And they start striding in. And where are you currently? Are you sitting in a pew? Are you up near, like, the front of the church? Yeah, I am in my office, which is a repurposed closet. So, like, imagine the pews with the podium kind of up center on, like, a you know, two or three little stage steps. Behind that, to the right, there's, like, a wooden alcove where he would, like, put hymn numbers up if that was the kind of church he was running. And there's a door there, and I'm in that room. Okay. And so this figure is walking in, and they get about halfway, and in a very sing-songy voice, you just hear, Ayo. I snap out of it, and I walk out of my office. I, Hello, friend. Do you require assistance? This time, when the voice answers you, it's slightly different. It's lower. Uh, and they say, Yes. You called, and I came. I called you, how so? We should sit. I feel compelled to sit. So <laughs> I do, I, I sit in a, in a, in a, in a, in a pew. The figure comes up and sits next to you, and I would like for you to roll me a notice check. Okay. A three, but a five on my wild dice. Okay. You, there's something in your chest right now that it feels like, like there's like an inkling, like this is important. You haven't had this sort of feeling about a person before. This is a level of intuition that you weren't even sure you were capable of as an android. And you glance over at this person and you can see like their coat is not stationary. It's almost like there's something moving underneath it. Most folks call me Icarus Oldbirds, but you knew my given name. I know a lot of things. I feel... Wow, strange. I feel... I am in need of assistance and guidance. Are you the answer to that? I don't know if I'm the answer that you're looking for, but I may be able to help you. Your thoughts have awakened something in me that I haven't felt in a long time. What do I call you, friend? Venus works. Yeah, that definitely triggers something in, in Io's memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I would like for you to roll something smarts-based. You know, smarts, common no, anything that's you, like, scanning your memory banks. Can I pitch you weird science? Absolutely, I like that too. Okay. 
Gotcha. Wow. Double wonden. Double one? That's a crit fail. So what happens is you start thinking really hard and there's this like flash not like a not necessarily even like a camera flash it's faster than that it's just to you it seems like whatever was there was removed or was hidden or you can't access it it's the first time you have ever felt like there was something in you that is restricted from even you being able to get there. Venus, something was taken from me. Oh, you mean the book? You gave that up willingly. I have not been in possession of the book. They cock their head at you, and you can't see a facial expression because of the mask, so... Uh, it's a little weird, but you can see that they're studying you. You are different than the last time. Venus, do you know Jovian Eclipse? You are him. I was built in his image. I am not the same. Huh. I have pieces of Dr. Eclipse, but I, know. I myself do not contain his fullness. But you do. I see his pieces in you. They're there. They could be whole. I am unsure if I agree. I have not known the fullness of Jovian Eclipse. I have merely known of the Astronomicon and the pieces of the events leading to the return of Bella's Comet. Yes. But not all. There is a new threat. They've discovered something in the old labs. Old labs. Can I make another weird science? <laughs> yes. Cool. Ah. There we go. There's an eight and then a six for a 14 total. All right. When, sh whenever they mention labs, your mind just starts firing on all cylinders and you're seeing Ada's lab, Jovian's lab, your experiments, her experiments. You're seeing like all the calculations that were made for the comet. You're seeing, it's just like a torrent of information. It's not overwhelming. You are a computer, so you're processing all of this information as it comes very quickly. And Venus says to you, yes, in Ada's labs. Ada Aquarids. Yes. A piece that was missing. Yes. The woman gave me this name. They discovered how Ada brought the comet back. Ada Aquarids brought the comet 500 years ago. And it will happen again. Am I to stop it? Well, um, you certainly can try. 
but I may not succeed. Or is it not my destiny? Not my assignment? I only know the Astronomicon. Is this... I feel as though I still have much to discover. All things are a cycle, Otto. How do you know Dr. Eclipse? He perished 500 years ago. 500 years is merely a blink. Uh, Io is like looking at his bookshelf, like kind of like frantically <laughs> right now, like between <laughs> this person who just appeared standing in front of him and sitting next to him and giving him all this secret information. It's like trying to like think of anything he can think of or this might have been mentioned, but he can't remember anything about a person named Venus from his books. He, he's, he's getting bite-sized pieces of his own history fed to him. And it's, it's you know, he's a little overwhelmed right now. Io, some people live and die normal lives short, fleeting. And then there are those like us who go on. Like us? You're still here. I'm still here. Some would call us gods, but that's not correct. We're just something else. Yeah, can I make one more weird science roll just for funsies? Go ahead. Okay, I got a five total. <laughs> okay. um, but what I'm rolling for is I want to see if Io knows what a divine is. The word comes to your mind, but you don't understand the meaning. There was okay. a connection made there in your mind. You thought the word whenever Venus said this to you, that there are other things out there that aren't just normal fleeting mortal people. Uh, but you're not sure i mean like you could look in a dictionary and look up the word divine but you're not you're not Sorry, getting the full meaning a piece of information that i have no connection to amazing yeah. cool um io stands up and it's kind of like outstretches his arms a little bit not sure why he's doing it and he's just like i feel that i have to ask what is my purpose I feel as though my initial design is insufficient I was told to locate the Astronomicon but the more I hear and the more I speak with you the more it becomes clear that that is not the end what am I intended to do what did Dr. Eclipse do Dr. Eclipse, you, in that time, stopped the end of the world. That is always your job, Io, and that will always be your job, until you fail, and it's no more. I have to save the world? Endlessly? Every time. Thank you. I will accept this as my new mission. 
Venus nods and says, I'll give you one bit of aid. Please. And they lean forward. They get really close. And now you can see through the eye holes of the mask. And you can see the eyes are just like swapping colors, shapes. It's not like constant flickering fast, but it's just like a constant roiling, like sort of shifting. They don't always match. And they say to you, Felicity. 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 And then Venus stands up and turns to walk out of the chapel. I allow them to. I don't stop them, <laughs> even though I had so many more questions for them. Um, I kind of stand up, and I very much so notice that Griffith has not come to meet me here. And I know right where the woman is, and I now know what my objective is. So I say to myself, I must go to the prison. Okay. Meanwhile, back at the prison, Griffiths and Xavier, you were about to start your interrogation of Esther Bowles. Esther has been watching everything that's been happening around her. Very little uh, reaction on her face, but when you finally turn to her, a united front about to start whatever horrible interrogation is about to begin, um, she smiles in like the way you do when you see a friend after a long time. And it's just like, oh, great, we can get started. Those aren't words I'm used to hearing for an interrogation, but all right. Griffiths is going to walk in the cell. Xavier, are you going in as well? I will if he doesn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Griffiths is going to stop you and then hand you the keys in the most hesitant, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this kind of way. <laughs> Lizard, I will hunt you down and skin you if you leave me in here. Kind of like do a little X over my chest, like cross my heart <laughs> and swear to die. Lock it. He locks it. All right, it is done. Putting a lot of trust in some guy that really wants to kill this woman. I know. I know. I'm putting a lot of trust in some guy I usually hunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's gonna... She's not gonna take her gun out, but she is gonna touch it. Making it very well aware that it is there. Go alright. Look. We can do this the real easy way. We can do this my hard way. Or I can let that rabbit some bitch in here. And let him have at you. But either way, we've got a few questions. Ask away. I don't know that I can be that useful to you, but uh, I do welcome the company. Alright. What is your connection with the worms? Oh, um, my connection with the worms is uh, tertiary at best. We have a mutual goal, if it were. And that's got something to do with that preacher man, doesn't it? Roll me a notice check. 
Both of you. Got a six on a six. Also got a six on a six. Dang. And it's an eight total. Y'all are noticing everything. Nine, ten, Dang. eleven. All right. So you see that the smirk that she has falters just for a moment. And there's this look of animosity, but the smirk immediately comes back. And she says, what can I say? Uh, I have my religion and I'm not interested in converting. Guy kind of pisses me off. Nah. Yeah, well, it pisses you off something fierce because... What was that about? What? What was that when I mentioned Io oh. to you? Oh, he's just, you know, he's a, he's a little creepy, you know? A little android weirdo, you know? I, you know? I'm just not... Interested. So creepy that you're gonna pay him to run him out of town? Or worse. I was hoping for worse, honestly. Let's just be real. Why? His teachings are a little counter to what I believe. And, uh, you know, there's just not room for two religions in this town. <laughs> Alright. So tell me about this religion of yours. Oh. I don't know if we have enough time for all of that. Um, I'm assuming you've never heard of Ada. Not until you set it up there on that podium, I hadn't. It's sad. It's sad we don't have more time. Ada was a visionary in her time. Yeah, cut to the chase. You're testing my patience. Not only did she unlock the secrets to things like immortality, but she could rearrange the cosmos itself. Alright. Would Griffiths had heard the word Astronomicon as well? I mean, Io has mentioned it to you. And you, oh, you mean on the stage oh, that's right. as well? Yeah, I mean you probably heard yes. that as well. You were standing right next to her, so you probably did hear her say that. So what? Okay, what is this astronomicon thing you mentioned up there? Oh, um, it's a book. It's a book that um, its teachings are counter to uh, the the things that we in my faith espouse. So much so that you want to throw it on a fire? Yeah, sure. Burning books. This is normal. <laughs> what is a book gonna do? Books are ideas, and ideas are dangerous, Sheriff. Can I roll a notice on that one? You can. Seven. So you know she's being a little flippant with a lot of her other comments, but the moment she says books are ideas and ideas are dangerous, she means that. Fully and with everything. With her whole chest, she says that. Okay. I kind of want to butt in just a little bit here, not to disrespect you or nothing, Sheriff, but do you and your posse know where the book is? 
she looks at you, Xavier, and says, Are you looking for it as well? It's not what I asked you. Answer my damn question. No. Uh, if we knew where it was, we would have already taken it. We're looking. We've had some leads, though. What are those leads? Well, uh, they led us here. And we believe that if the book itself was not here, then some remnant, potentially, or at least somebody who knew. Alright, alright, alright. You got any more questions about this book? Got a couple. Firstly, where's the rest of your uh, ilk? <laughs> she, uh... Religion, church, whatever you want to call them. Among you. In plain sight. But you don't know, have no proper meeting house, no chapel? We wouldn't meet in one place. That's silly. It moves. It moves. Give me names. I'm tired of you fucking us around. I won't do that, Sheriff. I'm sorry. Can I roll intimidation? You can, yes. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Can I help? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you go first because I'm excited about mine <laughs> I got a six and then another six and then a four so that's a 16 damn grand total alright so you see her look over at Xavier and his rabid gaze uh, and her face Just snarling the whole while <laughs> she looks a little scared and then she glances at you Griffiths and she says I won't tell you the names but please if you're going to end it end it quickly don't and she looks over at Xavier and does not finish her sentence I mean, that's all going to depend on your answers to the next couple of questions. Okay. Last one, lizard boy, what is it? Where were you thinking about looking first? I don't make all of those decisions. We were going to check the chapel. We were going to check uh, some of the more well-to-do people in town. But we had After that. That was it. Look for more clues. So just this town, and that was your only clue as to where this thing was. That's all I know. I am not the mastermind here. I only know what the orders were. It's a damn shame. I would toss her gold back to her and then shoot her in the face. What? <laughs> what? Jesus! God! <laughs> Io, you are coming in through the front door, uh, and someone <laughs> stop <was> him. <laughs> Io, you see there is a deputy uh, sitting out front, not out like in like when you come in through the front door, 
he is sitting at like a desk and he looks up and he's like preacher hello friend can i be of assistance uh uh what i mean is there something something you needed here i believe the sheriff is meeting with the prisoner who was nearly hanged in the town square today is it possible for me to see her for spiritual reasons uh the the sheriff or the prisoner prisoner for spirit sheriff for law abidingness um yeah yeah i i don't see why that would be a a problem i'll i'll let you through and he just kind of motions just head back the hall turn left can't miss it it is appreciated do well okay uh and io as you are coming down the hall you can hear this like screaming match that's happening back there you hear griffiths and xavier getting a little loud with this woman and uh run faster run faster (laughs) griffiths i'm gonna give you a moment to react (laughs) to all of this okay okay is your arm or gun of any kind in the cell between the bars I'm gonna be honest. Yes, I would. I would be pointing it inside so I could get a better aim at her. Cool. I'm gonna grab a hold of it. Okay. <laughs> I want opposed athletics between the two of you okay. to hold on to this gun. Io, you That's are going dangerous. to come in at this moment when you see Xavier has his arm through the bars with the gun, pointing, trying to point it at Esther, and Griffiths is re- trying to wrestle this gun away. Ultimate roll first. You're lucky he's frazzled my best of three. <laughs> I've got a six on a six. Hey! All right. You the bitch lives. Seven total. Griffiths, <laughs> you grab the gun, bring your elbow down, and rip it out of Xavier's hand. God dang it. I'm going to point it back at him. Please cease. <laughs> he just kind of like turned to look at the preacher. <laughs> what in hell do you want? Correct. I... <laughs> Don't go confusing me, boy. Esther. Esther is looking at you, Io, and her eyes are narrowed in this, like, scowl. She does not respond, but she is looking at you. What you seek is not here. And why would I believe you? I am also seeking it. And I've been here for much longer than you have. Okay. This is cyclical, Esther. Eight have failed. As will you. As will you always. I disagree. You have a chance to rewrite this. You can be correct. Or you may fail. We can be immortal. You cannot. Not in the same way. And Esther just leans back and closes her eyes and she starts humming this melody. It's a little discordant. Uh, <laughs> I I want to make a weird science roll, calling it Arcana, if you will, and I want to see 
if I can extract anything specific about Ada Aquarids out of her, either through interrogation or through divine brain shit. <laughs> divine osmosis, okay. essentially. Roll it. That is a 7 on a d8. Okay. You... What What does... Okay. But, like, what are you doing in this moment? I want to get in, like, the mindset of Ada and Javayan and history here to try and sparse out if I can get a clue as to where to start in finding the Astronomicon. And I think knowing something about Ada is the way to do that. All right. In this moment, you hear this humming and this melody. And there's something about it that, after all, it starts to, like, worm its way. That's a funny way to put that, given the setting. <laughs> it starts to worm its way into your mind. And it, there's this moment of deja vu where this sound is bringing back smells and sensations and things that you haven't experienced as an android but you definitely did in the past and it takes you back to this moment when you were in a lab and there's a woman sitting across from you and you recognize her it's ada and the two of you are talking and laughing and discussing comet trajectories but on other things too you're talking about the latest flying cars and you're talking about you know new funding for science and things like that how you know the world has moved into this place where technology is driving things and we're putting you know petty differences and stuff aside from this and it dawns on you Ada was your friend thank you Griffiths, Xavier. Full attention. I need your help to save the world. Fucking what now? We need to find a laboratory. I'll reiterate, fucking what now? Where's this going? I look at Esther. Now, I would prefer not to state in present company. I am asking for your faith. Please note that if I were to parse everything here, it would take a long time. And you may not understand all, but do know this. My objective is to save the world and that objective may need to be fulfilled sooner rather than later. And I believe I know where to start. <sighs> and it does involve the book. He kind of shakes his head and looks at the ceiling for a bit and then back down at the preacher is like, I am not a man of a whole lot of faith or a whole lot of patience. You will have my extent, as far as it may go. This is all I require. Sheriff, I am asking you to briefly leave your post. But if I am correct, and I am correct, 
This town will be protected. First smart thing you said was you didn't want to talk about it here, <clears throat> and then you replaced it with more bullshit. Alright. I do not bullshit. Can I? Can we take care of something first before we start piling on more, please? The woman? By all means. Thank you. We stand diametrically opposed, and I do not believe that we will be getting her on our side anytime soon. You are the law. Fantastic. I just have one more question. And then Xavier, you and I will make a deal. She looks at the she looks at Esther and she goes Where are those hostages that were taken? She looks at you. She she stops humming and she opens her eyes. And she looks at you. And she says Where it all ends. I'm tired of the riddles. I'm so tired of the riddles. As she just turns around and slams her boot into this woman's face. Not meant to kill her. I'm not looking to do fatal damage. You kick her. She slams her head into the wall. And you see, like, just a little bit of blood starts dripping from her ear. It's enough that a normal person probably would have been dazed. And she looks at you. She's like, I didn't think you had it in you. It was a foolish endeavor to mock the law, Esther. <laughs> the law ain't nothing compared to me, and the law ain't gonna be nothing compared to what's next. Where are the hostages? They're in the desert. But by the time you get there, well, they won't be themselves. It's just angrier and angrier and angrier. <laughs> All these damn riddles and metaphors. <laughs> Did you think that the helmets would help us for free? No. They were a distraction. They took what they needed while we took what we needed. What'd y'all take? Nothing. We didn't find what we were looking for. Okay, great. Fantastic. Time is short. Sheriff, just... sheriff, sheriff. <sighs> Preach, man. Unless you want to be the one that's about to be slammed up against this damn wall, <laughs> I suggest you stop. I have done no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Griffiths is going to try and do. Griffiths is just going to kind of grab her collar and slam her against the wall and go, We are surrounded by desert. Where the hell are they? She, at this point, she is a little dazed and she opens her eyes and she's like, where do you think they are? This would have been ground zero the first time and where was the second? Where did the helmets come from? Preacher man, was she talking about ground zero? There was an astronomical event 500 years ago that led to the formation of a cursed town, Hell's Crater. She Fantastic. seems to imply the second comet. Its crater, its location where the beasts come from, is where they have taken their hostages. Fantastic. She's gonna let go. She's gonna stand up. She's gonna go, Xavier? As long as you make sure she's alive. 
by the end of the night. I reckon we don't have that kind of time. I wasn't here. But it's up to y'all. If you want to save those people, Lawman, we gotta ride for a Hell's Crater. We gotta ride now. Alright, well. She rattles the door. I will shoot you on sight. <laughs> Don't think I won't. And I just kind of hand her the keys back. <laughs> she unlocks it, opens it, turns, locks it back. It's alright. She gets hung in three. She gets stoned in three days, so. And as nice as it would be for me to do the deed myself, we got other priorities. I'd love to let that poor deputy out there know what's, that I won't be in town. <laughs> it's gonna be a hard weekend. I appreciate you both assisting. It ain't for you. Understood. But the appreciation remains. So, <clears throat> are, so you're riding for the hostages. That is your next goal. You want to try to get those people back. Before you do that, are you going to the sheriff's office to try to get in that safe? Oh, yeah. Safe. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so many things happened. We forgot. <laughs> so, Griffiths, you were just in this office earlier this morning. It still smells like Henry Mills in here. This mixture of, like, whiskey and cigar smoke. Uh, Hot. Is it cheap? Oh, yeah, it's cheap. And it's not its not that he couldn't afford it. It's that he didn't want to spend it, you know? Uh, it's the cheap stuff because it's cheap. And his office is a mess. There's papers everywhere. He never did his paperwork. Uh, you know, he's, his coat's still hung over his chair. You see that he has, like old papers like tacked to the wall with like wanted posters probably a couple of Xavier's on the wall <laughs> I was just about to ask um, <laughs> <laughs> like the, this is disorganized and disheveled yeah uh, and in the corner you see a black safe and this safe is interesting because there is tech left over from pre-comet time, but most of it has been repurposed in strange ways. A lot of it's totally out of order. And this seems to predate even that. This is an old like, tumbler style safe with like the little spinny dial, you know? Okay. How many digits on there? Oh wait, it's spinning down. Never mind. That'd be three. All right. There are three dials. Each dial is numbered one through thirty. What would Griffiths know about the sheriff? Uh, well, you. What kind of information are you looking for about him? I'm looking for a personal life. Okay. Okay. When he became sheriff, any like family okay you know he's been sheriff for five years uh you know that he was married but he is no longer married he has no kids uh his wife unfortunately passed away due to some illness it was not the worms it was 
just your run-of-the-mill yellow fever. Could be arrogant enough to put the day he became sheriff in. Alright. There's three. There's three dials. Do you still have that note that he left you? Three. Oh. You know what? I do. I'm just gonna pull it out. Alright. So. Uh, in his note, he says, My wish is for Griffiths Lark to succeed me as sheriff in Hell's Crater. She's got a good head on her shoulders and a nose for the work. If she agrees to this position, and I hope she will, she will find everything she needs to take over in the safe in my office. Her first order of business will be determining the combination for that safe. If she's as good at her work as I think she is, she'll already know the answer. Signed, Harry James Mills. Now hang on a damn minute. I would kind of like look around at the wanted posters. Mm-hmm. Are there like, are like, are there bounties on each of them like listed numbers? <laughs> there are. I put back the one that I had on the wall again. Okay. Like exactly where it was before. Okay. So, how many wanted posters are there? Uh, there are three. Start putting in numbers from the wanted posters. All right. So you see the first bounty for uh, our good friend Xavier here was for fifty bucks. It's not that much. Uh, the second Shit. one, <laughs> second one, is for five hundred dollars. That was the first person that he killed. Uh, and the last one's for a thousand dollars. Which is a stupid amount of money in this world. Take out the zeros. What do we got left? 150. Ah, fuck. You would, <laughs> if you take out all the zeros, you would have 5, 5, and 1. Which is a shitty code for a lock. <laughs> but. Maybe she can make a notice roll. <laughs> yeah, could I make a notice roll? Could I please? Instead of making a notice roll, I would like <laughs> I would like for you to roll smarts. Oh, great. Okay. Well, let's see how good this goes. Actually not as bad as I thought. I thought I was onto something with those bounties. I thought I did. It was smart. It's a smart idea. Five. Five. So the the note that he left saying that Griffiths would know. If, if you're as good at your job as I think you are, you already know the answer. That leads you to think that this is something significant to both of you. Would I have brought in, except for Xavier, of course, obviously, all three of those? Um, no, but... You do start thinking back to notable bounties that you've brought in. And that rings a bell to you. I'm hoping up we're on the same brainwave here. Um, but I'm going to try the day I first brought in uh, uh, the date. Month, day, year. So... 
You do. The first, the first bounty that you brought in. You put the plug in the month, day, and the year. You turn it. And it clicks open. And open it. Inside the safe, you find a stupid amount of ammo for this heavy-duty six-shot revolver that you see inside of here. And this is not just your standard run-of-the-mill pistol. This thing is huge. Uh, it seems like it could do some major damage to the target and the person firing it. You find a badge that looks exactly like a goofy-ass movie prop. You've never seen the sheriff actually wear a badge. Uh, and you find a single piece of paper that looks really old, but it's not tattered or torn. It's weathered, but doesn't seem damaged. Keeping a wing on the gun and eye on Xavier, I'm going to pull out the note. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you touch the piece of paper, it immediately starts to shimmer. <laughs> 